Good afternoon and welcome to our Pleasure for Health podcast, Ask Ilsa Your Relationship and Intimacy Questions. And I am Ilsa Kepi. You can always find out more about me on my website, www.pleasureforhealth.com. So today we are diving into a question about how do we know what we want and how do we answer that really awkward moment when we meet someone or we're having a date night and all of a sudden we're asked what we want and we have no idea. So what do we do then? How can we respond? How can we work on that? How can we get a better understanding of our own sexuality, our own arousal patterns, you know, our own um, map, if you will, of what it is we want and when. And then, of course, we can always work on communication, but we've got to know something in the beginning of what we want. So I thought we'd take a look at this um, today, since it is a holiday here in Canada, Thanksgiving, and you're liable to have just a little bit more time and breathing space in your life. And, you know, this is one of the most important things with sexuality is that it actually takes time. It takes time and it takes a de-stressing uh, sort of, you know, um, intention. We cannot go straight from our stressful job right to a beautiful sexual encounter. You could possibly use sex as a, as a way to relieve stress. But as far as that really mind-blowing, um, feeling really connected to a partner type of sex, you are not going to probably get that when you're super stressed out. And many of us know that our arousal levels just seem impossibly hard to find. It's, it's you know, just seems to be the furthest thing from our minds when we are busy and we're stressed out and, you know, we're on tenterhooks. So, Today being a holiday might be one of those times where you can just go, huh, I'm going to just take a step back and think about what might make me feel good. And that is the main point to start with. So to start off with, let's just, if you are sitting and listening or taking a walk or you're cooking your turkey or whatever you're doing, just take a deep breath with me huh, and notice your body. Notice your body because this is one of, you know, this is the main way that we interact with someone else erotically is with our body. We don't do it with our mind. We don't do it with our money. Well, we might do it with some of those things, but when it comes to the actual act of enjoyment and pleasure, we usually use our body. So one thing that is really important to do is to realize that our brain has a lot to do with our erotic desire and also our our stress level like i said because our perception of sensation is really context dependent so imagine what i mean by this is imagine you were getting tickled or you know pinched or something and if you were just really stressed out and trying to get to another meeting you would be probably ticked off by that you would be angry frustrated like what are you doing get away from me but it, let's say you're feeling kind of cozy and cuddly, you're watching Netflix or something like that, and your partner gives you a little tickle. Well, it could be arousing at that point, but it's the same. So it's the same sensation, but it's interpreted differently depending on what your mood was and what your perception was. Because when you're stressed out, your brain interprets just about everything as a potential threat. 
So we all have heard of fight or flight response, and we all know that we get into that. So when we are on in our fight or flight sympathetic nervous system response, then we take everything as a threat. And so even uh, a wink or a little pat or a pinch or something from our partner might be seen as a threat and we get frustrated and annoyed. Whereas if we are feeling relaxed and confident and in a good space, all of those things might actually be kind of appealing and kind of sexy. So that's the, the first kind of context thing and what we're going to focus on today. So I want you to think of uh, a time in the past when you've had a positive sexual experience. And if you haven't had many experiences yet, or you're really young, or you just haven't had many experiences, or it's been a long time, just imagine something, you know, even imagine a positive experience. And it doesn't have to have been, you know, full on partner sex. It could just be some time when you felt really aroused or when you um, were just really enjoying the sensations you were receiving in your body. So pleasure. When was a good pleasure experience? And see if you can recall as many details as you can about that experience. So things like, were you in a healthy condition or were you, you know, were you tired? Were you, um, excited? Were you, um, you know, all those types of physical health questions? What was your body image of yourself? Did you feel good about yourself that time? You know, um, how, how was your mood? Did you have anxiety or not? Were you easily distracted? Um, were you worried about, you know, getting things right? Were you worried about sexual um, functioning? or anything else that would go into your physical, um, how you were physically at that time when, when you had a positive experience. And you might also, if it was with a partner, you might also think about how did they, how were they, were they physically healthy? What did they smell like, taste like? What was their mental state? Those kinds of things of your partner. Perhaps it was your honeymoon or something like that. Where were you? What was, you know, how did you feel physically? Were you rested? All those types of things. So make it as much detail as possible about your physical state at the time. And then when you're done that, have a look at relationship characteristics. So if you, again, if your peak experience was on your own, you might, you might do these questions about your relationship with yourself. Did you have trust with yourself or your partner at that time? Was there a power dynamic or, you know, involved? Were you feeling equal to your partner or were you feeling sexually dominant or were you feeling like um, ravished and having them be dominant? Was there a power dynamic there and what was it? Was there an emotional connection? Did you feel desired? And, you know, maybe how often were you having sexual um, interactions at the time? So look at the relational characteristics of that positive experience. And then look at the setting. So this would be like, was it at home, at work, on vacation? Was it private, public, semi-public, you know, hidden, um, someone else's place, you know, all the things. Think about the setting that was, seemed really um, awesome for you. Was it distance, sex, like phone or or on, on the computer? Um, 
Did you get to see your partner do something really awesome, like interact with their family and that made you feel all warm and fuzzy? So imagine all the things about the setting that maybe contributed to this being a really positive memory for you. Um, as well as maybe your work-related stress at the time or family-related stress, whether it was a special occasion or a holiday, uh, an anniversary. Um, and then kind of think about what are the things that you did at the time um, or that you do. Do you have kind of fantasies that you go to play in your mind? Was there some fantasy playing between you and your partner if you were with a partner? Were there places on your body that were touched or not that you remember being really awesome? Um, and, and what did you, what happened in that experience? So this is a lot of information. I know that. So it could take a while to sit down and write that all out, but it's really interesting and can be really revealing for you to figure out what it is that turns you on and what it is that you find arousing and you know, often we have a few peak experiences that we remember and then we we sort of get to love those particular things, whether it's a certain setting or whether it's a particular dynamic in our relationship or, um, you know, all those types of things. So think of something uh, that was really positive. Now, I want you to also, and maybe not right now, but I want you to also for homework, <laughs> how can a podcast give you homework? But I'm going to give you homework. For homework, do this same exercise for um, an experience that wasn't so great. So if you had an experience that you're like, eh, yeah, I kind of wish that had never happened or that just wasn't worth it, that kind of thing. And I want you to do the same kinds of questions so that you're really writing down, you know, what was your physical health and all of that? What was your relational stuff? Um, what was the setting? What were your, what was your stress levels? What did you do? And I want you to compare the and contrast the two. And you could, by the way, if you have lots of experiences, you could do this, you know, three or four times for really great experiences and write down three or four times when they weren't so great. And what you're probably going to notice is that there's some patterns that start emerging. This is something that I work with, with my clients quite a lot because, um, you know, it can, it can be really revealing to see the trends that you have when you start, you know, thinking about your peak erotic experiences and the ones that weren't so great. So you might notice that for you, um, it's all about, you know, the visual, like, what was I wearing? What was my partner wearing? What setting was I in? Where was the laundry picked up off the floor? <laughs> Were the kids like at their, uh, you know, at your parents' house? So you weren't gonna be interrupted you know, was, uh, were you on like two weeks holiday? So you didn't have to worry about work. You know, what, what are all these things that help contribute to a really great, um, a really great experience for you? And, you know, we start even honing in more than that. It's like, what parts of your body were touched and not touched? Which things do you wish that your current partner, maybe this was your, one of your peak experiences was, you know, beforehand with someone else. And now, you know, you're married and you're happily married, perhaps, or happily with, you know, uh, uh, your partner or partners, but you really wish they would just know this one place on your body. So this can be a really great reminder of like, oh my gosh, yeah, that thing that I did with like my first 
boyfriend back in high school was so awesome. And so we can bring back some of those pieces and explain it to our current partners like, hey, I really would love to try this, you know, this thing that I haven't done since high school and see if it's still maybe it maybe it's changed, but maybe it's still something that for you could be really awesome that you, um, you know, haven't remembered. So have a look at what your trends are. If it's, um, you know, lots of times I have clients that notice, for instance, that if they get a chance to have the expectation of an erotic encounter later. So if they get to, to sext about it with their, you know, with a partner, if they get to imagine and fantasize about, oh my gosh, like later tonight, I'm going over there or whatever. And they can really get they can really get excited about just the imagining of that so you know that's an important part of the encounter because then they get it's like you had an encounter that lasted the entire day because you started off you know in the morning thinking about it and you got more and more excited as the day went on until it actually you know until you actually got to be with your partner or and have this amazing encounter and so it just elongated that um, the longing, the expectations. For some people, that's really awesome. For other people, perhaps they just like to be surprised and not think about it all day because they'd like to focus on other things. And then when it comes to sex, they're just ready for that, you know, and they just want to get right to it. So, you know, sometimes there's that. And I know if I'm working with a couple and one of the pe one of the partners you know, likes to have that build up and expectation and the other one doesn't, this is something that we can work on because, you know, part of it is just knowing that. And if you know that your partner appreciates a couple like flirty texts in the morning, you know, before your date night, then it's usually not that much of a stretch to, you know, do those couple of things that really add a lot of benefit to, you know, your partner if they really appreciate thinking about it all day and dreaming of all the things. So that's something that I, I like to work with. And, you know, the power dynamics, the connection emotionally, all these things like, you know, what is it you like? This gives you a way better way to answer, you know, what do you want, right? Um, and yeah, depending on um, how used to having these conversations you are, you get way better at having them. You know, when someone asks, what do you want? How how am I going to respond to that? Okay, well, now I know I, I like to be texted earlier in the day. I want to have like a few hours lead up. I want to have a picture of you in your, you know, lingerie a few hours before we meet up. I want to know what the setting is going to be. Are we going to a restaurant or are we going to have a cozy dinner at home you know I like to to plan that am I gonna put you know do I want to have flowers and rose petals on the bed and all those types of things is that something that makes a big deal for you and then you and then once you know some of these things it becomes way easier to write a even write a list for your partner and you know there it sounds lists sound so unsexy but honestly lists can be really sexy when they're about sexy stuff so if you know that like, hey, here's a list of things that really turn me on and just in case you want to know, that could be one of the sexiest gifts you give your partner ever. Because now they're like, oh, you know, how many of, of my partners have said, wow, it would be so great to just have, you know, the, the manual on what to do. And so if you have, 
the list of things, um, you know, it's kind of like, well, now I know what you like. And if, you know, if you think it's, um, if it's unsexy to have a list, well, I would say that it might be unsexy to be checking off your to-do list in bed, but it's not, it's, it's great to have a list of things that you, that you know about your partner that you might not have known before. So if you find that this has been helpful, I would love to hear some of your, um, your comments or what you found out about yourself. You can always reach out to me if you're interested in working with me more, um, we, I do one-on-one, -on -one. I have some online courses, and I also work with couples or some group workshops. So you can find all of those types of things. You can um, sign up for my newsletter. I send out lots of juicy tips and um, relational blogs, as well as the podcast. So make sure that you, um, that you follow the podcast. I usually broadcast uh, about every week. And if you have a topic or a question that you would like me to answer, you can always reach out to me on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. Say, hey, I'd love you to talk about this on your podcast. And I would really appreciate knowing what you would like to ask Elsa. So I think that's it for today. Hopefully you found something uh, that's been helpful for you. Hopefully you have some fun writing and remembering some of your great experiences in your life. Nothing like a good memory. And I hope to see you all soon back on the podcast.